ever bothers me is their gibberish. And they start raving on and on. You haven't anything to worry about. He hasn't spoken a word in 15 years. Are there any special instructions? Just try to understand what we're dealing with here. Don't underestimate it. Don't you think we could refer to it as him? If you say so. The compassion's overwhelming, Doctor. What do I give him when we take him in front of the judge? Sarazine. He'll barely be able to sit up. That's the idea. about it, aren't you? Yeah. You mean you actually never want him to get out? Never. 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 Hello. <laughs> Hi. How's it going? Um, I'm okay. How are you? Uh, <laughs> probably fine. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> I, this week has just been super weird. And at the time of this recording, um, I'm about to turn 25. And yeah, how are you feeling about that? Anxious. Five hours? Uh, thereabouts, yeah. Well, let's see. 12. Yeah, I don't know like, the exact time you were born. Sorry. Uh, Like nine hours and some change, maybe. I was born at 5.45 a.m. And at the time of this recording, it's like 10 after 7 p.m. So, yeah, there's that. If anyone wants to look up my natal chart, good luck. <laughs> what are, what are, what's your sign? I'm a Libra sun. Libra. I am a Cancer moon and I'm a Libra rising. Yeah, those other words don't mean anything to me. Just that's, the first part. That's fine. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> nothing about astrology. I don't know nothing about astrology. I know my sign the guy's signs, Candra's sign, and my brother and sister. I know, let's see. I know the friends in our friend group. I know Caleb. I know my mom. I know my dad. Um, I know a couple of the girls at work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know nothing about astrology. I don't. <laughs> It's really interesting because I, again, I'm super into the, like, weird occult shit. Yeah, I'm not. It just, uh, I feel like it explains so much when you really get into somebody's chart and you're like, damn, that's why you are the way you are. I don't know, but Mark and Mandy are both Scorpios, and I don't think they're really like that. I think Mark is like that. I think he is more than Randy, but he's not, like, a lot like that. Mm-hmm. My experience with Mark is admittedly very different from your experience with Mark. That's true. He totally is. I, I think. Maybe just a little bit different. A little different. Um, I think that Mark is very Scorpio-like. I don't feel, I don't know Randy as well as I know Mark. So I don't know how much of a Scorpio. He's just ridiculous. He's just, he's just ridiculous. I don't um, think he listens, but I could be wrong. So that'll be really funny if he listens to this. <laughs> listening. What's up, Randy? 
Yeah, I don't think he's seen this movie. Not sober, at least. What? I... Well, yeah. I made uh, <laughs> I made everyone watch it last year after we got back from Peanut Barrel. <laughs> As you should. I made them all watch this one and Nightmare 2. <laughs> well, we've already done that, so check and check. But that's all you need for Halloween. Just <laughs> the original Halloween and Nightmare 2. <laughs> it's almost time. Speaking of Nightmare 2... Um, it's almost time to be able to listen to the Spotify playlist for Halloween party. And on every fucking Halloween party Spotify playlist, whether it's made by the company or made by real people, everyone always puts Nightmare on my street. And I think it's hysterical. Because it's the funniest fucking song I've ever heard in my life. It's his- not true. It's one of the funniest. I'm going to send you one that <laughs> the guy who did Monster Mash did. Yes. He's, he's got some other ones, and I made everyone listen to it multiple no. times last year. Monster Mash is also a bop, and you may quote me on that. Of course it is. Did I- you see that um, remix between Monster Mash and WAP? No! I shared it on Facebook. It's so funny. Please send it to me. Yeah. <laughs> please, please send it to me. Because I... I'll probably send it in like a week when I'm editing this. <laughs> Because that's when I remember the well, things. I mean, I think that Pop <coughs> is a musical masterpiece. I think it's great. Oh, it is. And that might be a controversial opinion for some people, but that's my opinion. It's catchy as hell. It's catchy as hell, and I think it's a very strong, positive, feminine message. Um, and the women that I work with at the women's clinic also agree. <laughs> we all love it. I think also it's, a, it's just a visually interesting video oh it's and i'm glad that like we're getting back into like making music videos because i feel like they weren't that interesting for a while i agree but within the past like couple of years we've resurfaced (laughs) one music video unrelated to wap but video oh my god kiss up coffee is it rona no (laughs) it's asthma it's asthma there is one music video that I think, if you haven't already seen it, I think you're going to appreciate it because I just think it's very memorable and it's well done, in my opinion. Um, it's the song One, Two, Three, Four by Feist. I don't know what that is. Um, I'll send it to you. It's really, it's just a very catchy tune and the music video is well done. I remember seeing the video as a kid and now when I hear the song, at almost 25, I'm still able to, like, picture the music video. That's how memorable it is. It's really beautiful. I mean, that's a really good sign. There's one... Oh, well, all of OK Go's videos are very interesting and fun Ooh. to watch. But there's one where, like, it's this couple dancing. And um, they're... It's, like, a very slow, like, ballroom. Mm-hmm. And it's just them going from, like, the left to the right side of the screen and back. But anytime they exit the, exit the screen... It's in a different color. Ooh. So, like, it goes from, like, red to orange to yellow. It's That's visually cute. interesting. I'll have to find it. I don't remember the name of the song. This one also has a lot of colors in it. I think that's what does it for me. Like, I need it to be... <laughs> colors. I need it to be visually interesting in terms of colors. Yes, I love colors. That's valid. Did you ever watch um, Janelle Monae's... What is she... It's emotion picture i don't know what she calls it um but it's just dirty computer and it's like all of 
a visual album, but like visual companions. Oh. It's like 40 minutes because it's like all that's the whole right album basically. I think there's only one song that's not in it, but it's so good. I really liked her video for Make Me Feel. I thought, yeah, well, as a bisexual person, that bisexual <laughs> legging was mwah, chef's kiss on point. It's all she's got great visuals in that whole thing. God bless Chanel Monet. Chanel Monet, if you're listening, we love you. I would die. <laughs> I'm literally wearing a Janelle Monet shirt right now. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's I'm the one that I got in Grand Rapids when Kendra and I went to go when, see her. What? What is uh, it? When you guys came to see her? Yeah. I'm Brittany. Um, <laughs> I'm Raina. <laughs> Sorry. Now that we've gone on this entire rant, eight uh, minutes. This is this is still as always. She's most us and chainsaws. What are um, we doing? I think this is your pick. So you intro it. <laughs> we are talking about Halloween. <coughs> the original. I will yeah. not watch the remake. From nineteen seventy eight. That's the year my mom graduated high school. That is my parents were two years old. Outstanding. See, we so have very- I don't think it had much of an impact on either of them at the time. I don't think this had an impact on my mom, but my dad remembers this movie very clearly. He's only a year younger than mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, cool. This was by John Carpenter. I mean, icon. <laughs> I feel like that name is familiar, but I don't know where I recognize it from. I've got some other, I've got some titles that he did as well. Um, he not only, he directed it, he also did the music for it. That's his fault. Do 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 do. What do you mean? That's his fault. That's iconic. <laughs> he did that. My first note says iconic theme. <laughs> I knew you were gonna make a comment about the fucking music. So this the theme song to this. Um... Wow, good job. Thank you. <laughs> Um, my mom used to have this as, a, as her ringtone, like back in the day when ringtones were still a thing. We were just talking about that at work today. Yes. She had that. She would put this as her ringtone, like in October. That's really funny. I mean, it's, it's definitely where I get it from. <laughs> oh, Mary, you did such a great job. <laughs> I don't think she listens. Thanks, Mary. I know you're not listening, but I'm going to put that positivity into the universe for you. <laughs> She will appreciate great... it. Yeah. You can tell her I said she did a good job. <laughs> She's going to be like, which one is Brittany? <laughs> Who's Brittany? <laughs> like, uh, you met her once. You met her like five years ago. Vividly. Six yep. years ago? Six years ago. Because <sighs> it would have been homecoming freshman oh, year. My God. I very distinctly remember meeting your mother and your siblings. So It was, it was right after you got your belly button pierced. It sure was. <laughs> because you were really excited and you, like, all you wore were crop tops. Yes. Even though it was kind of cold by that time of year. You know, I really didn't care. I had just turned 18, was about to turn 19, and was just really ready to be a little bit rebellious. And that was my first act of rebellion. And I'll never forget, I went home for Thanksgiving that year and my dad found out that I got my belly button pierced. And that night, my mom told me this story later on. She said that that night they laid in bed and he said, you need to have a talk with your daughter. And she oh, said, no. <laughs> she said, about what? 
and he said, what's next, Diane? She's got her belly button pierced. Like, what, what, what good is going to come from this? And she said, well, when I was her age, I was already married, so I really can't say shit to her. Yeah. What? <laughs> and then I came home that Easter and had a nose ring and didn't eat meat. So really, I was every Republican parent's nightmare. <laughs> this was also right before I came out. So <laughs> I was going to say, you hadn't come out yet. I sure hadn't. This was, yeah, he was right. It really was the beginning of the end. <laughs> I mean, you still don't have any tattoos. That's true. You can well, always take out a piercing. That's my whole reasoning for getting piercings instead of tattoos. Because <laughs> your girl has commitment issues. <laughs> we can unpack that later, though. <laughs> what are you going to tell me about Halloween, Rena? Do you want to guess the budget? Yes, I do. So this was 1978. Yes. And Jamie, <coughs> this was introducing Jamie Lee Curtis. Introducing. So... I don't think that they would have had to pay her what they would reasonably have to pay her now. I think it would... No, and I have it written down what she made somewhere. Um, 1978. I think this movie did pretty well, so I feel like it made quite a bit. What was its budget, Brittany, in 1978? I'm going to go ahead and guess $5.2 million. That is... So high. Okay. Well, how <laughs> how could I have known? Maybe I should start giving you hints. I was this budget. I know that I'm high, but am I very, very high? You're very, very high. Okay. Are we talking <coughs> at least a million dollars? No. Then my guess is going to be three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Uh, it's 300000 to about three twenty-five. Nailed it. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nailed it on the third try. <laughs> third try. Or third time's a charm. So what do you think this made? I think in this, the made office? A this was... I think this made a shit ton of money. Did Iconic. Did this make a shit ton of money? It made a shit ton of money. Okay. Then I'm going to go ahead and guess that it made $25 million. I think that's probably a lot of money in 1978. That's a lot of money now. That's a lot of money now. Especially to you and I. It made more than that. It made more than that? Yeah. Um, did it make at least $50 million? Yes, it did. Did it make $75 million? It made $70 million. Holy shit! Oh my god. I am... My jaw's on the floor. Holy shit. And I mean, that's not even including, like, what it's made since then. Right. Right. Damn. Because this is just when it was in theaters, I'm assuming. Damn. It's the numbers that I've found. That's amazing. That um, really, really put Jamie Lee Curtis on the fucking map, though. Well, it really did. Damn. <laughs> um, so what Donald Pleasance, who's the guy that played Loomis, was like the biggest name in this movie. What else is he in? Because that name sounds familiar to me. Man, I don't know him. I don't know him. <laughs> Let me. I don't. So he got paid $20,000. I'm sorry. Yeah, only $20,000. Good lord. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis made $8,000. Oh, honey. And Nick Castle, who was the guy that played Michael Myers, made $25 per day. Well, yeah, because you can't even fucking tell it's him. Yeah. 
<laughs> and so this was only this was filmed in 20 days over like a month long period 20 days and it only took a month yeah Damn. that's crazy that's wild holy shit <laughs> um donald pleasance apparently was predominantly a stage actor um, he seems like he would be a stage yeah, actor. He would be a great stage actor. Uh, he yeah, I could really see that. He died in February of 1995. He's from England. Oh wow, really? Yes. Um, he's been dead for a while. Well, he's been dead for over 25 years. I was gonna say. <laughs> um, he's from England, and yeah, in the military, he's apparently played a lot of supporting character roles he was the villain ernst starvo blofeld in the james bond film you only live twice circa 1967 i don't know anything about james bond i watched a lot of james bond as a kid really yes i was super into it because my dad was into it yeah well that makes sense and every thanksgiving they would have spike the spike channel would have a marathon every thanksgiving weekend and we would watch sit and watch james bond all day long interesting yeah we watched the thanksgiving episode of friends and how i met your mother and then the friday after thanksgiving we watch christmas specials friday (laughs) we would get up and go black friday shopping and then we'd come home and sleep the rest of the day (laughs) we've never gone like midnight black friday shopping or like early day oh yeah that- like my mom and i will sometimes go and now like sometimes reyes and reiko will go with us yeah we'll go like after dinner but not even to get anything just to make fun of people for yeah. actually wanting to get stuff that irritates me though like as someone who for a while like we would go to get things for people there would just be people like standing in the way and i'm like you need to fucking move because i want to go home and go back to bed like please just let me get my shopping done it's just dumb. It is dumb, <laughs> but that's capitalism. I don't know, man. It's still really fun to make fun of people. You absolutely should have that, if that makes you happy. It's very funny. Some guy tried to yell at me once because I was literally... So we went to, like, Walmart or Target. This is such a tangent. We went to, like, Walmart or Target, and it was, like, after we had dinner. And I was in the aisle, and there was a line. I'm very clearly not standing in the line. I'm looking at the books in the aisle that just happens to have like some big TV or something. And this guy's like, you need to get out of the way. And I'm like, I'm 14 and I'm looking at books. I'm four. Do I look like I'm here to buy a fucking TV? <laughs> I'm four. He was like, leave me alone. I'm a child. I'm 14. So how about you shut the fuck up? I was like, I'm a minor. Don't speak to me. Don't even. <laughs> Excuse me, me, police. Then like my mom had gone to like actually look at something. And I'm, like, very clearly a kid and looking at books. I'm sorry that they happened to choose this aisle to put a TV in. But that's not my fault. I was like, shut the fuck up, bro. Shut the fuck up. Go home. (laughs) And then he was like, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I'll say. It was very funny. Um, Okay. Let's get back on chat <laughs> because we're 20 minutes in. The first real note that I wrote after, I mean, obviously after introducing Jamie Lee Curtis, um, Caleb, <laughs> the first thing that he said after we're shown this pile of teenagers is, quote, 
Ah, yes, when high schoolers were white and in their 30s. Where was he when you watched Texas Trans? Exactly. Uh, he was right next to me, but he was also kind of cooking dinner, so there's that. But oh, I just okay. thought it was hysterical because I'm like, damn. Right. No, that is very funny. He's right. You're right. Every single person in this movie is white, and all of these teenagers are very clearly not teenagers. I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis was only in her 20s in this, though. Well, let's take a... She was definitely on the younger side. I mean, definitely. But she also, she dressed like she was 30. Like, she hasn't... Yes. Yeah. It was not... Like, at least in Texas Chainsaw, like, they dressed, like, how I'm sure teenagers dress Oh, yeah. But, like, not in this one. (laughs) Not her. That's because she's the virgin. She's... She's the good girl. That's why she doesn't die. It's true. Okay. So I have a lot of previewing notes. Ooh. I'm gonna <laughs> There's so much information on this movie. I'm gonna try to figure out while I'm listening to you, I'm gonna figure out how old she was during this movie. Oh, she was twenty. Told you. <laughs> um, so directed scored by John Carpenter, who was also famous for doing The Fog, The Thing, and my favorite, Christine. He did Christine. He also did the music for that. Uh. One outstanding oh he also did uh big trouble in little china i don't know what that is i've never seen it but i know that it's like a big important like classic film i've never seen it though classic films are dumb that's my hot take of this episode (laughs) well (laughs) i didn't know that he did the thing because during the movie they're watching the thing that's really funny yeah that's why that's hysterical it's very funny. Um, as we've as we've already said, Jamie Lee Curtis's film debut. Yes. Um, she was not the first choice. I don't know if I wrote down who it was. Nope, I didn't. Um, her mom though was in Psycho. I didn't know that her mom was famous until very very recently because I had never, like, thought that far. Um, that's his. Um, so that's partially why. So her mom, she got her cast. mom is really and truly the original scream queen. But when we talk about original yes. screamed queens, Jamie Lee Curtis's name gets brought up quite a bit. Well, because I mean, she was in all. She was in this prom night. Like she's in a bunch and of she, stuff, bunch of and she's movies. good at it. Yeah, she she's is. really good at it. Like watching her navigate this whole situation and like as she was yelling I literally wrote the OG scream queen I mean she is which is very funny because I only saw like one episode of the show scream queen I've never seen it but she's in it and it's like they're at a college or a sorority or something and she's like the president of something that's just so I always think that's really funny outstanding Um, So this is credited as the first slasher that was inspired by Psycho and Black Christmas. What is So Psycho came out in 60, in 1960, and Black Christmas came out in 1974. What is Black Christmas? Oh my god, it's so bad. It is, um, it's a bunch of sorority girls getting picked off one by one, basically. Okay. It's, the acting is terrible. It's so bad. 
There's a remake of it. I think there's like two remakes. Gross. But I haven't seen either of them. There was one that came out like last year and I meant to go see it and then I just didn't for whatever reason. Um, so this has in its Halloween has eleven movies, a novelization, 11? video games, comic books. There's a shit ton of sequels. Bro. But I think that that's counting the remakes as well. I Oh my god. <laughs> I knew that there were so there's... Of them. I didn't know there were 11. Well, because I think there's six or seven. Well, and that's the other thing is that this one is another one that the timeline is changed all the time. Like, Halloween 2 is a direct sequel to this one. And then the third one has, like, absolutely nothing to do with Michael Myers at all. And And then in one of the sequels, they kill off Jamie Lee Curtis. And then in, in like, the next sequel, she's back. And it's like, that never happened. And And then there's the 2007 Rob Zombie remake that has a sequel and then there's a 2018 I'm sorry did you just version I'm sorry I'm sorry did you just say a Rob Zombie remake Yeah I hate it and I refuse to watch That it. sounds horrible There is I will say Danny Trejo is in it but he's a janitor and he's so sweet I love him so much God, he's such a cool dude I would love to meet you. <laughs> At Danny Trejo, if you're listening, we love you also. <laughs> but yeah, there you can watch it. Like, huge, huge, huge trigger warnings for that movie. Yeah, I've heard that there's... Actually, no, I did know that that was a thing. Because I heard that there is, like, a pretty graphic sexual assault scene. Yes, there is, which is why I refuse to watch We're it. We're not going to watch it. If you want to watch it on your own, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so there's that remake, which is its own, just a remake, and that has a sequel. Wild. And then the one that came out in 2018 serves as a direct sequel to the original. Even though- So it's not counting Halloween 2. But we- okay. <laughs> and then the one that came out in 2018 is going to have two sequels as Bro. well. Yeah, so it's the timelines for this one rival friday the 13th honestly outstanding like at least with child's play and nightmare you can at least kind of <laughs> you can follow what's, what's happening right wow and you really can't but like with these with this one like it's a whole fucking mess Ugh. so yeah a bunch of movies that's so um in 2006, it was added to the National Film Registry for being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. We've covered another movie that was also added to that registry, haven't we? Yeah, I'm sure we have. It was probably Silence of the Lambs. Oh, that could be, yeah. If I had to just randomly guess, I don't think it was Jennifer's body. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. Hot take. Uh, the original concept had the title as the babysitter murders. That's stupid. Well, because it was it wasn't 
what it is now. But I also wouldn't watch a movie called The Babysitter Murders. I would. <laughs> um, Peter Cushing, who is an actor, who he played Grand Moff Tarkin in yes. Star Wars, uh, turned down Loomis, turned down the role of Loomis because of the low salary. Well, he would have been a good Loomis, I think. I mean, probably. I'm glad we have what we have, but that's not just also another connection to Star Wars. Christopher Lee also turned it down. Christopher Lee, I think, would not have been a good Loomis. You don't no. think so? I like Christopher I like Lee. Christopher Lee, but I don't think he would be, had a, would have been good in this role. Uh, he said that it was the biggest mistake in his career. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean... He still had a great career. <laughs> so I don't think he means it like a... Ah, the one that got away. Ah, uh, yes. Um, very famously, the mask was a Kirk yeah. mask. Turned inside, inside out. out, yes. Caleb and I were talking about that last night. Which is always so funny to me. Yes. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, William Shatner, look what you've done. Ugh, William Shatner. Gross. Um, this is a 96% around. I'm surprised it's not higher. Me too, honestly. Uh, this was well known for the first person killer point of oh, view. Oh, yeah. Um, it's not the first one to do it. But it's got to be pretty close to one of the... But it's pretty close to one of the first ones yeah. to do it. Because this is still before Friday the 13th. Um, Carpenter has said that it's not a statement on casual sex and that he was just trying to write normal teens, which I like. It's not a statement on casual sex? Yeah. Because there's all this shit that like people are like, oh, well, the only reason that Jamie Lee Curtis, which it's we, we've talked about it, is that the only reason she lives is because it's she's a virgin. virgin. Yes. And that the other girls are terrible well, the- whores. Yes, that's how scary movies work. You can't take it personally. But I think he's saying that because also, like, this is one of the first slashers. Well, yeah. mm. I think there's a lot to unpack in that, though. I don't necessarily think it's, like, a statement on society writ large in terms of casual sex. But, like, that... Really? You don't I think don't so? think so, no. I think that it's... I think that's just kind of what is expected in horror movies. If you have sex, you die. If you go on your own, you die. If Yeah, but this was 1978. This is one of the first oh. ones. Hmm. It's not like the rules were set in stone then. But there were other... And they shouldn't be set in stone They now. shouldn't be, no. Because it gets boring to follow the rules. Show me something... Yes, it does. Show me something new and make me frightened. Um... <laughs> Why do you sound like an old time? Because reporter? I am an old time. That's what I went to school for. I <laughs> so what your degree yeah, was. My in? degree was in old time. So your minor. Yeah. Well, see, my my major was uh, arts and humanities with a minor in old timey reporting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's why when I say I went to school to be a podcaster, here it is. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. It, do you feel like it's a a commentary on 
like the societal views of casual sex? I feel like that's what it's turned into. Okay. Or do you think, I think this comes back to the argument of does art influence life or does life influence art? You know what I mean? Like, are we, yes. Are we writing movies this way because this is how we as a society view casual sex or is this how we view casual sex because of these movies? Interesting. I don't know. Something to unpack. Which is also, I mean, it's not how you oh, or I view casual sex. The official statement of this podcast, if I may, um, is be a slut, do whatever you want, as long as it's consensual. <laughs> Nobody fucking cares. <laughs> what, do you agree? I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm just imagining in some, like, far-off world where this podcast actually takes <laughs> off. Um <laughs> That, like, we have merch that says be a slut. Do whatever you want. Um, I did not come up with that quote, and I'm not going to pretend. I don't want to take all the credit for that. I read it on the internet, and it resonated. It struck a, struck a nerve. So credit to whoever originally said it. It wasn't me. Well, because um, on My Favorite Murder, their, like, slogan is stay sexy and don't get stay murdered. Stay sexy, don't get murdered. Yeah. Well, they don't sing it like well, that. Well, they should. <laughs> yeah. I think they've kind of got it down by this point. And they're very, very popular podcasts. Maybe that should be our new tagline. Cheese mosses and chainsaws. Be a slut. Do whatever you want. It's not terrible. <laughs> it's not at all relevant to what or, we talk or about. Or is but... that just the title for this one? Halloween. Be a slut. Do whatever you want. I don't think that should be the title. It's still, you know, I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> you yes, can we please? Those were all of my pre-dating notes. Oh, I feel like I have more. But I just didn't write down. Let me see. Nope, not that picture. Oh, this. Okay. Um, it says the script took three weeks to huh. write. Uh, the idea was, this is a quote from Deborah Hill, who helped write. I think they were dating at the time. Um, she said, the idea was that you couldn't kill evil. And that was how we came about the story. We went back to the old idea of Samhain, that Halloween was the night where all the souls are let out to wreak havoc on the living. And then came up with the story about the most evil kid who ever lived. That word is pronounced Samhain. Now you know. What do I know about? That's that's Celtic? why you have me. Uh, no, it's um, paganism. Celtic brands of paganism. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to practice uh, Samhain and, and slowly got <laughs> morphed into Catholicism when Christianity took over the British Isles and that whole area. Since we have such a <laughs> booming population of folks in ireland who listen i'm looking at you one to two percent of our listeners um tell us your tell your solid stories please i am begging um and then i also have this other quote from john carpenter um it says i met this six-year-old child with this blank pale emotionless face and the blackest eyes the devil's eyes 
I realized what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Oh, this is Loomis's description of a young Michael was inspired by John Carpenter's experience with a real-life mental patient. Weird. He had a pickup truck in the devil's eyes? I don't think so. He stared at me, and I felt a change. I meant nothing. (laughs) Never would again. I I don't That is the end of that verse. (laughs) I guess we'll, you know, I guess we'll have to find out. Cool, big spoiler there. All right, so yeah, this, I mean, this is a great movie. This was good. I really liked this. (laughs) Had you seen this before? No, I I had never seen this. I knew it was a classic. I knew that I needed to watch it eventually. And this felt like a good time to do it. Nothing to do during pandemic, except watch movies. Well, I mean, you and I still both work, but yes. Well, yeah, I know that. (laughs) We do have other things to do, but also, yeah, we might as fucking... I wish I I didn't. I I wish people took the pandemic more seriously here. Yeah, same. That's a rabbit hole though let's Um, let's not say we let's not do that um well what what were your thoughts seeing this for the first time my i felt like this was very clearly made in 1978 this was it was a good movie (laughs) i liked it i would like to i plan on watching it again at some point i'm down um it just seemed like the biggest thing that i noticed was it, it's a small thing, but it felt very big. I don't like that it's supposed to be Halloween, but all of the leaves on the trees are still green, and these are very clearly just fake leaves that they've thrown on the yard. One of my other facts, I didn't write this down, but um, yeah, obviously fake leaves because they yes. were shooting in California. Um, and not Which actually. would have been Illinois. so much cheaper. Well, maybe they weren't shooting in California. I think it just might have not have been just fall. Shoot west in the fall. But um if that's where your story takes place. Well, they had no money. <laughs> then hold off. Does Cal wait, does California have fall? I'm sure parts of California have fall, right? I don't know. I've never, never been California. to California. What I was going to say was that yeah, they had fake leaves, but they had to after every scene and when they would go <laughs> somewhere else pick up all the fake leaves <laughs> to use them again. Because it was 1978 and they had a $300,000 oh budget. Can you imagine being you're like an intern or something, some <laughs> stage hand and it, your job is to pick, pick up, up the leaves. The fake fucking leaves. That's the title. Halloween, so pick funny. up your fake fucking leaves. <laughs> Halloween, shoot in the fall if that's when your movie Hot takes take. place. <laughs> um, I also, I loved when Loomis told the kids, quote, get your ass away from there. I knew you were going to say something about that. I hate that. Get it's your ass so weird. And I think it's, I think it's his voice he puts on. <laughs> I thought that it was hysterical because that's something that I would tell kids. Get your ass away from there. That's also yeah, my note you definitely right would. after that, or like connected to that is, 
get your ass away from there is still my mom. LOL. <laughs> I'm 25 <laughs> and she's still like, get your ass out of there. Um, <laughs> someone has Someone's to. Someone's got to. Um, I thought it was funny right after the first time. Uh, what is his name? The the sister and the boyfriend, whose name is irrelevant, uh, after they have sex, <laughs> they're coming down the, the steps, and Caleb said, that was quick. <laughs> That's my They're note. in high school, of course it's going to be quick. I wrote, the boyfriend leaves so quickly, even if she didn't die, I feel bad <laughs> for the sister, TV. You poor thing, you deserve better, but now you're dead. And I mean, yeah, they're Get good, school, buddy. but like... How did like she barely had time to take off all of her clothes? I mean, you don't need to take off all of your clothes. I'm just saying. Um. <laughs> yeah, but when he goes up into the bedroom, she's completely she naked. Shorts or underwear or something on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we Does don't see she? a naked butt. We just see naked boobies. Hmm. Um. Aren't you planning on calling the cops or something? I was just. Like, why I was really confused about, and this might just be, like, a generational issue. I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to, how I'm trying to phrase this here. <laughs> um, you know how when we watched Scream and we were like, what are you doing with that cellular telephone? Like, it didn't age well. That's kind of how I felt <laughs> watching this. Because it's, my it's also my line. favorite line. That's how I felt watching it because I was like, okay, I recognize mm-hmm. that the line, the wires, the the phone lines or whatever to this house have been cut or there's something wrong here. And I also recognize yeah. that no one is opening their doors to help you, even though you're screaming, please someone help me, which is fucked up. But like, it's very fucked up. Can't you just go to a different house and say, hey, can I use your phone? Hey, can I use your phone? Hey, can I use your phone? Well, I mean, she is in hysterics at that point. Or, like, I, I don't know. You know, I don't I mean? know why the neighbors. Someone should have called, have called the, the police. Well, because even if like you don't believe this screaming hysterical girl, oh, there's still a screaming door, hysterical girl at your door. Yeah, I still think that you should call oh, someone yes. and be like, "Bro." Yes. Um. <coughs> I love- or like even just call the department themselves. No, don't even call nine one one. I you mean, I've called the non emergency line to the Grand Rapids Police Department more than once. So, yeah. Of course. Therefore, I'm like, hey, this is a little off to me. Could you send an officer, please? It's that easy. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. that's what it's there for. Also, they're in a small Bro. town. And her best friend's dad yes. is like the sheriff. So or why, why then? In a sm- I'd be calling the cops all and the time. And I get, <laughs> as a person who grew up in a small town, I get not wanting to fucking call the cops for everything because, like, you might as well just deal with it yourself. But like, there's a screaming girl on your doorstep, and you probably know her because it is a small town. So why would you not try to help this kid? Right. You know. Um, I, yeah, my note was, I, what did I say? 
Well, I did. I thought that it was crazy that instead of going directly back to Tommy's house, she ran to the neighbors. I was like, you, like, I understand, or maybe I could understand if, like, she just didn't want him to follow her. That's what I was thinking. To where the kids are. But, like. Bro, run back to your house. You have a home. Also that, like, it's not like she lives far away. That's kind of the whole point. You live close to this kid, so you babysit him. Or, like, even just, like, keep running down the street screaming. Like, someone will pay attention. These are... And then you don't lead the psycho These are protects from kids. Most doesn't chainsaws. Next time you have a crazy murderer following you. (laughs) The lady on the podcast told me to do it. This really (laughs) would be Detective JJ Bittenbinder advice. You start running down the street yelling, you've thrown him off his rhythm. (laughs) Um, I took a note just at the absolute resolve of Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, things are getting hairy, she hides behind the couch, he goes to get her and bam, she stabs this motherfucker right in the neck. She's like, well, I killed him. She's like, oh, yeah, well, I guess I killed somebody now. And then she stabs him later on. She's like, damn. All right, I guess I'm going to have to stab you again. Like, she is so willing to put this motherfucker in the ground that I. She's very. Yeah, she's she's active when she that needs to about be. her as a character. Um, my final note is, quote, this motherfucker and then in all caps, will not die. <laughs> I mean, like, you can't blame her for no, thinking that he's dead, No, by all rights, though. he should be dead. He took a knitting needle to the neck. Yeah. That would kill I mean, me. that would kill me. And I'm... <laughs> yeah. I'd be down so fast. <laughs> you look at me wrong, and I'm down for the count. Like, I'm very delicate. I'm very fragile. <laughs> I know Michael. You're no Michael Listen, Myers. Listen, lady, I'm no Michael Myers. So yeah. Um, I love him killing oh, Bob, the Bob. boyfriend. But like, it's easily the best death in the movie. It was so. It like took me a minute to realize that he was stuck to the wall. Do you uh-huh. know how much force a person would have to exert? In order, Brittany, oh. I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> Literally once a year I when I watch this movie, I think about someone who that. knows math and science. That's also not me. That's what I'm That's saying. Not me. I want someone who knows math and science. I want you to tell me <laughs> how many pounds per square inch, like with what amount of force would you have to stab somebody to get it to go, to get this knife to go through their body all the way through and then deep enough into the wall behind them to support their weight. Yeah. Fucking wild. Ugh. Yeah. But then he does the head tilt, which um, allegedly is one of the few, like, actual directions that John Carpenter gave to... I don't remember. What did I say his name was? Nick Castle. Nick Castle. That, like, all of the other stuff was just go from point A to point B. (laughs) That would... 
Well, because apparently, like, Nick Castle was like, well, like, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to do it? And John Carpenter was like, there is no reason. Like, there's no rhyme or reason. Like, What's my motivation? He's doing this stuff. He's You're like, a psycho. You're, That's the motivation. No. <laughs> yeah. But apparently the head tilt was one of the few things that he was like, no, that I want you to do that spooky. specifically. It's very spooky because it... it no words are spoken ever by Michael Myers, which is great. That's, That's what, what I like. <laughs> but um, it's it like so much is shown because you can just see he doesn't care. Yeah. He really is just evil. He's personified. the boogeyman. He's the boogeyman. <laughs> yeah, so that I do always my favorite. I do have a lot of feelings on Michael breathing that way I also hate it I hate it my last note is the breathing the, makes me think of Jason it doesn't make me think of the breathing makes me Michael think Myers of a man that works in our IT department and I wish I was kidding <laughs> oh no no I, I know you're not that's why I said yeah, no he, uh, every time you call him when there's something wrong with your computer or there's something wrong with really any of the IT shit, you call. I don't so think that's what his problem is. Maybe it is. I don't know. But every time you get on the phone with him, it sounds like this. Are you ready? <sighs> and it's horrible. It. The entire. <laughs> it, it sounds. Yeah, I, I hate that. I'm always worried like that I'm breathing too heavily. just <laughs> caught him after a big meal. Like, he's just really bloated and uncomfortable. Um, and he just... <laughs> and it's a running it's a running joke in the office. I was talking to the I hate today about us so watching Halloween. I was like, yo, spoiler alert, here's what we're covering next. And I was like, but the breathing made me think of so-and-so from IT. And they were like, oh my god, yeah, actually... <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> it's terrible. So there's that. Ugh. Um, most of my notes are just like get your ass away from there. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't write that down because I knew that you would. Um, him sitting up, like towards the end. But he gets up after Jamie Lee Curtis stabs him. Yes. Yeah. Because he does, like, the that's way that he moves, people... like, that's not how... That's not how people move. Any human would move. <laughs> it's not, like, it's so I sudden. Such, but it's so smooth. And, like, he doesn't use his arms. And it's it's full smooth ass. motion, too. This dude probably did a lot of sit-ups to prepare for this role. Yeah. For this one moment in this For this movie. one moment. <laughs> yeah. And I can barely remember his name. Yeah, I was gonna say it's something, Sorry, Castle. Nick Castle. I forgot. <laughs> but yeah I mean that's that's a great moment him setting up and him killing Bob poor Bob great. those are my favorite moments I mean he had to die your name is Bob. everybody else's name in 1978 <laughs> <laughs> it really was I, I don't really have any other notes it. do you have any other notes let's do it notes man out of five chainsaws right, what do you write it I'm going to go ahead 
and I'm going to give this a solid four and a half chainsaws. I think that this nice. is a movie that's got a lot of rewatch value. It wasn't graphic in the way that I expected it to be, but it was still, it was scary enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't spooked, really. Yeah. I was a little thrown off by Michael, but I wasn't like, oh my god, I'm gonna have nightmares. Um, this was a great movie. <laughs> this was awesome. Also, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I think she's amazing. So yeah, four and a half chainsaws. Alright, well this is like the second time in a row that we're gonna have the same oh, yeah. numbers. Outstanding. Um, I'm also gonna give it four and a half chainsaws. It really is. Halloween is iconic. Introducing. I mean, introducing Jamie Lee Curtis and Michael Myers. However, the audience might feel about him. I mean, he's an icon. Everyone knows the Halloween theme song. Like, that's. Yeah. Four and a half chances. I think this is a great movie. You're completely right about rewatchability. Perfect. I watch it <laughs> once a year. This is another great. Going back to, I mean, the the theme song here. That's another song that's always on Halloween party playlists. And I mean, let me tell you, if it wasn't a pandemic and I was going to a Halloween party and I was drunk and I heard that come on, <laughs> I'd lose my mind. I'll make sure that it'd be great on Halloween after you've been drinking. I'll I'll make sure to send it to you so that <laughs> way you can go. Oh my god, I just lost my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> it was Halloween. Well, nineteen seventy-eight. John Carpenter. We won't. We That's true. But also, this was great. I might rewatch this again on my own time. I, I would recommend the which, 28 Which sequel is the 20-year whatever the fuck? Yes. but which, H2O. Wh- which what it's called. number is that in the series? That's a good question. I didn't write down all of them for this one. And my knowledge on the sequels for this are not... Is not as vast as my other sequel knowledge. Um, I will say Paul Rudd is oh my. one of the sequels. It's not H2O. Okay. I, it's before that. I might. And I think that's one of his first movies. Uh, I, I think would that love might to be watch a movie introducing Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. It's, uh, it's pre clueless, I think. So he's still like baby face. No. Not that he <laughs> yes, looks old. No, now, I know what you mean, though. You know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> what a good movie! But yeah, this was a. I think that's the one that Jamie Lee Curtis is in being again killed. after being killed, or is it before being killed? Yeah, no. she's died. So has Michael Myers <laughs> in these sequels. Well, yeah, but like, did he really? He dies like does Jason she dies. He actually, die, die or is she meant to be like? Like, um, like if he's evil incarnate, is she supposed to be like good incarnate, and that's why she doesn't die either? 
I mean, you're like, no, I think I it's think poor writing. Die. <laughs> it's, I think it's poor writing and bad um, <laughs> timeline issues. Because again, like with, um, with Nightmare, like the assumption is no one gets away from Freddy, right? So even with a final girl at the end or with Nightmare 2, a final guy, that the assumption is still, well, off screen, that person's dead. And with Jason, with Friday the 13th, like, even with the final girl or whoever getting away, like, usually that's just the end of that storyline and we just are supposed to move on. With Halloween, it's just a mess. That's the title. (laughs) Halloween, it's just a mess. (laughs) It's just a mess. That's not a bad title. (laughs) I don't, yeah. I, what a good movie. I, I think that of the movies that I've picked thus far, I think that this is one of the few good picks. I would agree. <laughs> Poltergeist. Like this one and Poltergeist. Okay. And one other one. I don't remember what else. Did There's you pick Jennifer's Body or did I pick Jennifer's Body? Okay. I Jennifer's Body was really good and I think that's why my brain was like, this is one you liked. Usually, That's because yes. I pick great movies. And Always. Do the thing. Email us. Um particular yeah, give me give me your Sawin traditions. Give me you're tired or you're hungry. Please. People How did in you, Ireland. If you how did you find us? I'm and down. why are you I'm like so consistent about about listening? Don't get me wrong. Anyone who does oh, not I'm live not in the United States that listens to this, please tell me how you found us because I think it's rad. Um, chainsaws at gmail.com. Let us know. <laughs> our next episode <laughs> is our please spooky <laughs> Halloween special edition thing. Yeah, it's a it's a Spoilers. it's a special thing, so you're just gonna have to tune in. We might be drunk. We might be drunk. <laughs> we're pro- we're probably gonna be drunk when we record it, and that <laughs> for that. One. But I think that'll add to the appeal. So, <laughs> bye. <laughs>